Thank you, guys. Hey, let me ask you one question. In the nativity scene, what is the central? Who are we looking at? Who is it we're looking at? Who, who's the subject? Oliver, who is it? Jesus, thank you. We're looking at Jesus. He is the, he's the center of that whole nativity sin, scene, okay? And that's what we're celebrating about this, uh, this holiday. All right, guys, you want to go ahead and line up? You could go ahead and do that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate that. I got to tell you all, while they're lining up, Lindsay shared with us that uh, uh, she was setting up her own nativity scene. Oh, yeah, threes, fours, and fives. If you guys can make your ways back, back there, your teachers are back there for you. Three, fours, and fives. Uh, yeah, Rachel and, okay. and Bree, yeah. All right, all right. I have, as I was saying... As I was saying, uh, uh, Lindsay sent us a, a message partway through the week. She was setting up her nativity scene, the little figures, and she had set it up, and Isaiah spotted it, and he said, that's not right. And so he, he, he did a rearrangement. He said, he said, they're not looking at the baby. So instead of the semicircle, he, he actually put the figures all around, and they encircled with Jesus in the middle. I thought that was good. Isn't that neat? Uh, so so th that's, that's our focus, right? Uh, Jesus, matter of fact, what famous per people do we, we observe? I, I know it's recognized like, like presidents or past presidents or heroes. We'll recognize their birthdays. Even famous people will hear it announced. But who is, who is celebrated like Jesus is? I mean, his birthplace is, is displayed every year. They need this nativity scene. Uh, you think about, you know, was it a birth room or something like that ever, ever revealed? No, nowhere. I mean, birthplaces maybe be mentioned, but, but no depiction of places where people have been born. Only Jesus. Uh, Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, we're not turning there, but in Luke chapter 2, that's the Christmas story. And, and, and we could read it. Matter of fact, it's read along with the nativity scene. We see the, the angels make the announcement, right, to the, to the shepherds. The shepherds make their way, and they find the scene. Uh, so all this rejoicing, and that's basically it. You have to go to Matthew 2 to find the, the wise men. And, and the wise men, matter of fact, weren't even in the nativity scene. Okay, we could be real critical and say, pull the wise men out. Because they actually came sometime later, up to, up to two years later, is when the, the wise men finally came and, and beheld uh, this, this young child, Jesus. Anyway, the, the, the passage I want us to look at, when we're thinking about the beginnings and the significance of this child, I want us to look at John chapter 1. John chapter 1. John chapter 1 has his own uh, depiction of Jesus' birth. And it's in that introduction. Uh, you, you know, you think, well, where did John ever mention it? You, usually we we'll always turn to either Matthew or, or Luke. But in John chapter 1, if you want to go ahead and turn there, we're going to read the first four verses, or actually five verses. In John 14, here's the birth scene, okay? It says, The Word became flesh. The Word became flesh and dwelt and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. It does, it's not about mangers. It's not about uh, the, the, the barn or, or 
the uh, animals that were around or the angels even coming. It was the word became flesh. Uh, let me read for you. Uh, the first five verses of John's introduction. I do encourage you to read more. The content uh, of that especially, I don't want you to miss the content that's in these first few verses. Because, and matter of fact, if you read all of John, you want to make sure you read this introduction carefully. Every part of it. Because the rest of it is, uh, because this emphasizes all of John's gospel. Let's read. Beginning verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it. This morning, uh, I, I just want to emphasize for you that John, John, and, and matter of fact, all the Gospels, there's a significance in this baby. He actually answers this question, what child is this? And, and, and to, I, I feel like that's inadequate just to say, man, there's, there's such great significance in, in the birth of Jesus. Uh, but I, let's let John actually bring the significance to it in these words. Uh, he uh, begins by, by talking about the Word. Matter of fact, He is the Word that became flesh. This, this idea that John chooses as his subject the Word. Now, the subject's not God, but the subject of, of what he is saying is the Word. And, and I, I try to think, how, how did those who first received this gospel look at this? Uh, the, I think about the Jews. Uh, matter, matter of fact, thinking about where, where John would have written in this gospel, uh, it, it's thought maybe in Alexandria. Uh, and, and a lot of people think it was around Ephesus that he wrote. So it wasn't in that Jerusalem area, all, you know, all Jews. Uh, it was Gentiles and Jews together. The Jews would have understood the word in, in this sense that, that God's word is powerful. They know God's word is powerful. Matter of fact, in their, uh, in their Torah, you know, the beginning of it starts, in the beginning God created. How did he do that? With his words. Matter of fact, Psalm 33, 6 emphasizes that. Let me read that for you. Uh, Psalm 33, 6 says, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. We could read more content there. But even the, the thought of, of God's word, it is powerful to them. It is powerful to them. Even thinking about their most recent history before Jesus came, think about the circumstances they've been through as a nation. I, I, I believe there is this sense of increasing respect and increasing attention to God's word. Because of, of the things of the past, because of their, their, their lack of obedience to the word, the law, they, they had failed. They had, they had fallen into captivity. And a lot of the circumstances, they attribute to their lack of obedience to the word. So in the time when Jesus came, they had a, a sharp awareness of that word, increasing awareness of that word. Now the Greeks 
or the Gentiles. Uh, they, had a, they had a use for this word. Well, actually, it was logos in the Greek, but this, this word meant something special. It was an explanation of, of uh, regarding the functioning of the word. It had something to do with the functioning of the word. It brought order. It brought harmony. So it, it, even in the Greek sense or the Gentile sense, it was, it was powerful in that sense as well. And John begins by saying, in the beginning was the word. And, and what John does, he brings it personality, he brings it life. It's not just something on a page. He brings it personality, he brings it life. Very significant. Uh, the word was, was there in the beginning. Uh, I think it's important. Uh, the, the guys, my guys on Tuesday morning are reading through, probably not one of the easiest books we've read through, but in, in this book, it made really clear that in this first verse, the, the word was. Uh, we've talked about this before, how Greek is more specific than our English. The word was in that first verse had, is, is uh, something that, that does, it talks about something in the past, but not something that is stationary. Matter of fact, its, it's meaning is a continuous action in the past. It, even in, within the words, it talks about the, the fact that the word existed before the beginning. It was already in existence during the beginning. The word wasn't created in the beginning. That's not what it says at all. It says it was already in existence. The word already existed at the, at the very creation. And, and, and so, matter of fact, the New Living Translation translates it like this. In the beginning, the word already existed. Just plain lays it out. So, he is eternal. The word is eternal. He is powerful. The fact that he not only says that he was there in the beginning, he had everything to do with uh, he had everything to do with creation. There in verse three, he says, um, he says, through him all things were made. The word is creation. I, I keep on wanting to say part of creation, but that's not what John says. It's not part of creation. It says the word is creation. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. This word is powerful. The next couple of phrases, one says uh, that, that he was with God. The significance of with here is goes beyond what, what our with is. Matter of fact, it's pros. It has something to do with face. It, it, it brings about the, the fact that, that the word was with God, pros upon that, that idea of being face to face. It is a word actually of intimacy. This word was with God. And the word was God. This, this uh, best it, it could be explained with, with that idea of Trinity. That, you know, the three in existence, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. John, you can't walk through, uh, through John to, 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 to even be questioning, what, how is this possible? One God, yet, yet here, is, here is God in heaven, and, and with that the word is with God and the word was God? How do you explain that? Except that, that when Jesus came into the world, there's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. There he is. What child is this 
Don't miss John's wonderful, uh, the, the first two verses of that beginning to identify that, that this, this word that has come into the world was there in existence at the very beginning of all things, already and, and always in existence, brought things, uh, created all things. He is powerful. He's eternal. And, and he has entered into this world. The next, the next part of, of these verses that I think is, is so important is where we become connected with it. This is where and why he becomes flesh. This is what brings us actually to celebration. He is the light and life of men. Verse 4. Verse 4 says, In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Uh, let's talk about life. The idea that this word that has come into the world is life. Uh, when we think about coming into the world, what did he come into? Uh, hey, listen, this world is in a constant state of decay. Is that, is that something that we would need to debate? Somebody who's really very positive, always having the positive, cheerful outlook. But in reality, the truth, do, do you see it? That the world around us is in a constant state of decay, of breaking down, of, of, of just moving to, closer and closer, closer to destruction. It's attitude in people, but it's also the things happening in this world. I know they say climate change and, and things like that. Do you think that we could stop it? <laughs> There's things that are, and, and, and matter of fact, just, just to continue that thinking, I, 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 I remembered as I was thinking about the world is in constant decay, remembered uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 22, what Paul said uh, about the world. He said, we know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth. The whole creation, the whole world is in decay. Uh, the pains of childbirth right, right up until the present time. Actually, that idea of childbirth is, is a positive thing, right? Ooh, I mean, but, but first you've got to go through the childbirth. The things that we're going through, the hurts and pains and the ugliness of this life. It is continuous. The description of the world is darkness. It's darkness. Now the darkness is the evil and corruption that works within all of us. It works, in, it works within all of humanity. We're, we're the reason for the decay. The sinfulness in our lives is the reason for the continued brokenness. It is the sinfulness working in you and I. Now the truth, the truth that needs to be declared to this world is there is nothing that we could do about it. <laughs> that's, just, that's just truth. There is nothing that we could do about a world that is continuously moving towards its destruction and its, its, its ugliness. It's going to go deeper and deeper into it and there's nothing we could do about it. Hey, can I, I, I just meant something to you that I'm afraid. That brings me uh, some fearful thoughts. You know, and probably because I'm a grandpa, or I'm a papa, I should say. 
And I look at my grandchildren, and I think about, man, I, I'm seeing these things happen now, and I know the, the way of the world. Is it going to turn around? Can things be, oh, someone's, you know, government's going to come, and, and, and things are going to get better? I will tell you, I don't think so. I don't think so in this world. There's, there's some absolute ugliness going on, and I think it's going to get uglier. No, it is going to get uglier. Not I just think. And it causes me to be fearful. Causes me to be fearful. Are you? <laughs> so what is the significance of this child? What's the significance of this child coming into this world? Because he is the means of saving this world. I, again, think about who he is. Okay, he is eternal. He is powerful. He is God. So so. In this perspective, we understand that later on, Jesus says some very powerful words out of John chapter 14, verse 6. He said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No man or no, no, no one could come to the Father except through me. And the world looks at that and they say, no, you can't say that. No, there's other means of salvation, right? Isn't, isn't that what a lot of people say? Oh, you can't say, oh, that's very exclusive. And I would tell you absolutely, because what we have in the scriptures is the truth about Jesus. Who else has come into the world and, and, and come as God into this world, the Son of God into this world, the one who created it and who has what? who has brought within him life. The condemnation upon the world is death. Uh, the condemnation upon you and I is death. No wonder it continues to tumble in destruction and corruption and ugliness because that condemnation of, of death is, is upon us, is upon all creation. That's why I look at Paul where he says, hey, the pains of child." Matter of fact, we have no, no right to even think about the pains, pains of childbirth except that Jesus was born into this world. That, that, that something is coming. A, a recreation of, of, of what God had originally made. It, it's going to be all made new. Just as Jesus does when you've accepted him, received him uh, through the scriptures. Listen to what uh, John says as we continue to read this part, especially focused upon 11, 12, 13. I, I want to say again, we're missing the part where it talks about the one who introduces the light and things like that. But in verse 11, it says, He came to that which was his own. He came into the world. Uh, what, what was he speaking about? The Jews? I think he came into humanity. He became humanity just like us. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Amen. Amen. Do you see why there's a celebration? Do you grasp why there's a celebration? This world is broken, it is ugly, and it... It cannot be fixed by anyone. It cannot be fixed by humanity. Oh, man, they are trying. 
They are trying, absolutely trying, but there is no other Savior but Jesus. Do you know that message? Do you understand that message? There's people hurting out there that are looking and hoping in, in other things that the world is giving. You have a message that says there is no other means. I, you could be looking. You could put your trust in maybe some. You could put it in our own nation or in some other nation or some individual. Or I, And it doesn't bring the hope that Jesus brings because there is no other truth than the light that has come into this world, Jesus Christ. Well, there's a reason to celebrate. There's absolutely a reason to celebrate. Let me ask you, how are you doing with that celebration? Well, we sang some songs. <laughs> how are you doing with that celebration? Can I, can I tell you, those in Jesus, those who have received Jesus... This past year, it ought to have been a part of your life every single day. Isn't that right? It ought to be a part of my life every single day. That as I'm looking at the, the ugliness of the world, should I be afraid? You know, it's out of my control. Why is that okay? How, how can I live in this life and, and, and go into another day knowing that it's going to continue to tumble? How can I even look positive? Because of this child. Because of Jesus who entered into this world. Because he says, I am the way and the truth and the life. That's how I could live every day. That's how you could do it. That's how you could face your troubles. That's how you could face the burdens. And that, that ought to bring joy into your life. It ought to be this sense and desire to live for him. Oh, there's people around you that, that are frustrated with the ugliness of this world. They see it themselves. And they're picking up, they're, they're searching the web, they're picking up books and looking for other means to see how they can make life better. And they're not going to find it unless they're looking to Jesus. They're not going to find it. Every, everything else is going to lead to emptiness. And, and everything else is going to lead to hell. You now have the great opportunity to be that light. <laughs> you have the opportunity because you know what child is this. You know what child is this. Oh, man, there's a world around us that needs to know and hear how amazing this story is that you celebrate in your home. Your neighborhood needs to know it. People at work need to know it. Uh, people you go to school with, they need to know it. Because there is no place to put our hope in than this word that's come into this world. Who's always existed. He's, he's the power of all creation. And in him there is life. And to us, he has given us that light that we live in every day. And we celebrate him every day. Woohoo. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we praise you and we thank you. Lord, we praise you for Jesus, his birth. And as, as John puts it down in his passage, Lord, in, in his writing, that the word became flesh and he dwells among, amongst us. He came amongst us, Lord. And, and there, the, the, the great reason for his coming, we know that he went to the cross 
that he died on behalf of the very sin that has corrupted and has broken this world. And Lord, he gives us that promise, that, that amazing promise that those who, who believe, who follow after, who embrace Jesus, that word as, as our Savior, that Lord, we become the children of God. We become your children. We praise you, Father, for the message we have. It is all about your grace, your mercy, that amazing story. And Lord, we absolutely have every day the privilege of giving you praise for sending this Jesus into this world. We praise you, Father, for your presence. We praise you for your spirit. We praise you, Lord, for the, the wonderful gift of Jesus in our lives. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.